Hey, we got a little bit of a winning streak going on here. Three portal commits in three consecutive days. OU looking for four portal commits in four consecutive days. The thing is, Parker, uh, I don't want to speak too soon, but I kind of feel like the portal streak might come to an end today. Walter Rouse, there's a crystal ball in for Nebraska. He might decide today. Tyron Broden just announced about 15 minutes ago that he's not going to announce today. Which tells you all you need to know about where OU and Broden stand. Well, and we talked about it yesterday, right? It's like, hey, if they get Andrew Anthony and if there's anything to this guy at Tech that we've been talking about, yeah, it feels like OU slow playing Tyron Broden. Even if he was committing today, I probably would have the same sentiment. That kind of feels like the uh, the portal streak which is up to three consecutive days, probably going to come to an end today. Yeah, well, I'll just go ahead and say it. He's not a take at Oklahoma, and he's not a take at Penn State either. So that's why his recruitment is still open. Yep. Took a visit to Penn State, and he's not even a take there. How about that? Well, at least he got a free trip out of it. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what huh? I'm saying. No, so you're just kind of, um, you know, and that's the thing now is who are we waiting on? Well, you're still waiting on Walter Rouse. Let's see. There's a crystal ball in for Nebraska. Nebraska, they, they, they feel pretty confident about that one, that they're going to get the Pac-12 uh, O-line transfer. Very confident. In fact, we had the uh, – remember the whole Peyton Bowen thing of, well, look, see, he's already enrolled. He's already enrolled. This is like two weeks before his decision. Nebraska's going through the – look, he's already in the database. They're going through that today, which maybe that's legit. I don't know. But they're going through the whole database thing that uh, OU Twitter went through about a month ago. So have fun with that one. No, uh, Bryson Green – Looks like that one's going to be Ole Miss. It's it's hard to just sit here and identify, maybe not hard, but one to two players that you're kind of looking to moving forward here. Like OU's done their most of their damage by now in the portal, it feels like. Yeah, well, and the big question now is, does Jaron Bradley get in the portal? That's, I mean, that's, that's the guy that you're, you're watching. You're, you're, you're filling two spots at this point. An offensive lineman and a wide receiver, that's really all that you're in the market for. Maybe... As the spring progresses, you decide you want another linebacker with David Aguebu now on his way out. And I think it would serve the Sooners well to have another linebacker in the fold. So that's a guy, that's a position where I can see him making a push for another body. But they have 10 portal additions to this point in the cycle. Uh, most recently, Andrell Anthony yesterday, courtesy of Michigan. I. I would think you're shooting for 12, and all you need at this point is an additional wideout and an additional offensive line. Now, obviously, if there was a defensive lineman to enter into the portal that no one sees coming, a a legit backer, like, if there's someone in the portal that everyone's shocked about, then if you have an opportunity to get that player and he's elite in his position, you'll take that chance. I just, I, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Though I, I guess we're still kind of waiting on the – TCU uh, players entering the portal and the Georgia players entering the portal. Uh, if there are any. Well, <laughs> Georgia only got, like, what, one player via the portal last year, I think? Yeah, last which is season. crazy. It's crazy, like, man. That they didn't use the portal hardly at all and still repeated as national champions. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Brock Vandegrift is in the portal because he's never playing at the University of Georgia. Um, <laughs> by the way, uh, scoop via the text line. No, first reported. By the Brainiacs. Come on. It, whatever you're about to read, you know it was first oh, reported right. about the Brainiacs. My, my, my bad. <laughs> uh, from the text line, Jaron Bradley isn't going to the portal. I highly doubt he does. Okay. So, Thank you for so that. So much for that idea. It was fun while it lasted. No Jaron Bradley. Hashtag profile. sources on that one, text line. I would like to know where you're getting that from. 
seriously, I, if, if, you have a, if you have some inside info on that one, please do share. But as a couple days ago, like OU, it sounded like OU felt like, yeah, there's a chance that that could happen. Uh, somebody on the text line asks, are all these portal transfers receiving full scholarships? So far, all except Luke Elzinga, who is a preferred walk-on. Which, the fact that you got a two-time all-Mac punter without having to use a scholarship, you'll take that where you can get it. Derek says, don't know much about either, but it is is Jaron Bradley a guy you'd wait for over Broden? Absolutely, yes. 100%. Yes. I think I heard you say it uh, with Steely today, and I totally agree. If, if Jaron Bradley were to be in the portal, he would be one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver available, and I not just now the entire portal. Like he would be ranked as one of the best, pl- one of the best wide receivers. He'd be high in the up portal. There. Yeah, he'd be high up there. And what he did this past season as a redshirt freshman for Texas Tech was impressive. Sooner fans saw it firsthand in Lubbock when he had a career day against OU. Obviously, he had le- there were a lot of players that had career days against OU this past year. But Jaron Bradley can play some ball, and at six foot five, two hundred and fifteen t- pounds. That's a body you'd like to have in the wide receiver room. Hey, Parker and Tyler, if we don't get Walter Rouse, where do we turn next to get an offensive tackle? That's a great question. Uh, there's been some buzz surrounding Oklahoma and Vic Kearney from Washington. That might be a guy that they end up making a serious push for. But beyond that, I, I don't know. Like, Here's the thing. 48 hours ago, it looked like OU and Iowa for Walter Rouse, and then the Cornhuskers ponied up some Dell. Yeah, they are uh, being very aggressive in the NIL uh, space, which I just I, I don't know how that's going to work out. Steely. 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 Tyler. Yeah, I, I haven't even said an F-bomb yet. I know. Which, by Gosh. the way, I am uh, in the process of making a sign for in here, days without an F-bomb on the show, <laughs> and uh, we're currently at one. one. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, he would argue that only half the F bomb made it out. So, which so is one true, half, one half. Then the sign would read one half today. Days without an F bomb. I'm, I'm going to let it slide that you called me Steely on there. Yeah, Somehow, I think major... Mike is probably more offended than I am right now that you called me that. But yeah, uh, the, the heat, the heat's starting to get to me in this studio. <laughs> you, he is, he is in a sleeveless T-shirt right now. Dang right sleeveless. I am. Well, South it's a, Dakota it's a State. cutoff, so. Well, yeah, cutoff t-shirt. South Dakota State Jackrabbits is what he's supporting right now. I'm headed straight to Boone Pickens Stadium for my walk-on tryout. Yeah, well, everyone that walks past the studio that can see in the windows, like, oh, Parker doesn't have any sleeves on today. Okay. Yes. The shoulders are bare. Maybe this is a strike that we host uh, need to have is one goes no sleeveless, sleeves. one goes shirtless at uh, all times <laughs> until uh, these – these studios get cooler. I don't no know. No sleeves until an industrial fan is placed in this studio. We don't have any live stream cameras of our shows, thank God, because if I'm the one that has to go shirtless, ain't no one wants to see that, especially in the month of January. A little pasty over here, bud. Yeah, listen, I've done this show shirtless before. Not in this studio, but from a hotel. See, I, room, so. well, I knew it. I, I, I asked you about it. <laughs> what was it last week when you were in Orlando? Yeah, we called it. We called it. Uh, 405-651-3439. Hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like you found one. Patrick says, new promo. You're listening to the MF and ref. <laughs> well, we know who's voicing that one, right? Oh, no doubt. That is not a uh, station-wide effort. That is a uh, Mike Steely effort on, on that one. 
Uh, we don't need any more portal players. Bevel could feel any spot we need covered. Yeah. Uh, Camo Sooner says, is there a birthday today? Yes, there is a birthday today. Whose birthday is it? It's my birthday. It's your today. birthday? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate that. I didn't see a text from the ref Twitter account. Why not? Do we not celebrate these things publicly? Yeah, but I'm not going to put one of oh, okay. myself there. That's Does a, anybody else have weird. access to the Twitter? I mean, I, no, it, it is kind of so. weird to say yep. happy birthday to me. But. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I, if someone does, I'll probably delete it right away just, okay. to, just to let you know. Fair enough. Need a ref shirt with Steely, the half F-bomb specialist. Those would sell well. You know what also is going to sell pretty well on the ref store? I have confirmed, and this is a throwback, man, like four months ago, the ref onesie is uh, currently in production Oh, right come now. on. It says something to the effect of newest recruit of the Ref Army, I think is what it says. So the Ref onesie is um, about to be available on a website near you. I need a quadruple XL Ref onesie, and that'll be what I wear in this studio <laughs> until it cools down. Sleeveless Ref onesie <laughs> there for uh, Parker Thune. No, uh, just still kind of waiting on the portal. These Xavier Worthy rumors are wild. And I say it's wild because, dude... Every week, it seems like we hear about a new Xavier-worthy rumors. Uh, well, he scrubbed his Instagram. Well, it sounds like it might be USC. Is OU in the fold for this one? I, I don't have any hard, concrete evidence one way or the other of how this is going to work out. I just have a feel, Parker, and I can look at some past circumstances where how OU has dealt or not dealt with certain players in the portal in recruiting – I have a hard time believing OU is going to be any sort of serious at all about pursuing Xavier Worthy, even if he was in the portal. No, you talk like, about I a guy that just does not seem like a fit. Like when there's a trans, when there's a uh, transfer rumor for this guy every other week, I, OU ain't going to get it on that one, man. Yeah, this is listen. This is why you have to use a certain element of logic and reason when you're dealing with things like that Stoops Bros Twitter account, right? Which I found out the other day has me blocked for whatever reason. But shame. Uh, what a not, shame. Not that I pay attention to that what that account puts out anyway. But, like, obviously there are several folks on OU Twitter that have some way of tracking Twitter follows and unfollows and that apparently it's newsworthy when Dylan Gabriel follows Xavier Worthy. Look – if Xavier Worthy were to hit the portal, the asking price for that guy would instantly take OU out of contention. Because let me tell you, OU, as a program right now, is not as willing to dole out giant wads of cash for singular players no. not, not a as wide many receiver. of their peer programs in college football. That's the reason they're not getting Walter Rouse today. Yeah, Walter Rouse was going to be a Sooner until... Well, there was money on the table. I, I, and I'll, I'll say this. Um, I think it's also a reason why they didn't get um, one wide receiver in particular in the portal and that he may have gone to an SEC school instead uh, earlier this cycle. So, yeah, man, I just – that Xavier Worth – and you know what? I, I think he is a good player, but he did not have a great year this year. Xavier Worthy, man, dropped a ton of footballs. Like, this wide receiver core this year for OU had troubles at times catching the football. Go watch Xavier Worthy this year. Dropped a touchdown against Alabama. I think he had two big drops against Washington in the Alamo Bowl. Several other drops throughout the year. Like, this is not Larry Fitzgerald that would be in the transfer portal. Xavier Worthy's a nice player, but he's a nice player that needs to have a bounce back year. I just don't see OU being serious about hey, and that And you one. know what? If Jaron Bradley decides to stay at Texas Tech, if all else fails, 
as far as the Sooners wide receiver targets currently in the portal. At least you know you can go get a Jai Hall. Oh, he'll, he'll still be available. Yeah, he may not be on your roster in four weeks after he signs, like at Texas, but yeah, he's available. Hey, uh, this broke yesterday during the rush, as do, has all news the past few weeks, basically, which is awesome, actually, for content. Andrew Anthony does commit to uh, OU yesterday. I think everyone's first impression was, oh, wow, uh, he's really, really fast. Some had the opinion of, well, his numbers last year were garbage. Therefore, he is garbage. But I think most OU fans saw it and said, okay, they're bringing in a lot of speed with this kid, Andrew Anthony. Yeah, I mean, look, I, they're not bringing in Andrew Anthony with the expectation that he's going to be the number one wide receiver at this university. It's not as if you're staking the future of your offense to Andrew Anthony. You're not hitching the wagon to this kid. He's going to be a depth addition. He's going to be a guy that competes for snaps. But your meal tickets in the wide receiver room next year, for my money, are going to be Jalil Farouk, Drake Stoops, and Nick Anderson. Those are the three guys that I think are at the top of the food chain. And you may get strong contributions from Jaden Gibson, from DJ Graham, from Gavin Freeman, a guy that continued to see the field more and more as the 2022 season progressed. But – it, it, if Andrell Anthony ends up being a wash, a bust at Oklahoma, okay, fine. It's fine. You got like seven, eight other wide receivers yeah. in that room right you're now. You're not banking. Like, it, it, it could happen. It could happen. I wouldn't bet on it happening. But what you're saying is true. It's um, You're not counting on him immediately to be your number one wide receiver. You're not counting on him immediately to be your number two wide receiver or your number three wide receiver. This was a take at a position that you could use a number, another number, and let's see if it works out or not. But, yeah, I, it's not yeah, – that wasn't a desperate take yesterday, in, in my opinion. No, no. Uh, by the way – Xavier Worthy, now that would be a desperate take. <laughs> Second in the FBS in drops this yeah, year and for that's, one of our listeners. That's from a Texas fan. Uh, I'm a Longhorn fan, and you guys can have him. <laughs> so that's how Texas fans are feeling about uh, Xavier Worthy. So, yeah, I'm not – I'm not willing to go down that road, but that's just me. What does Texas's skill position group look like next year? Um, no Bijan. No Bijan. No Roshan Johnson. And, and, and uh, Bijan's the biggest loss there, no doubt. But I think people are underselling just how big of a loss Roshan Johnson is, man. Like, yes, Bijan was the better back, but we'll see what their run game looks like. They got a chance to be okay up front on the offensive line. Was what they start like two true freshmen, I think, this year. Um, yeah, Kelvin Banks. And, and he Cole had a pretty Hutz, good year. Yeah, Kelvin Banks did. So maybe they're still able to run the ball, but if more games are put on the arm of Quinn Ewers, I, I don't I don't feel great if I'm them, man. I don't feel great about that at all if I'm Texas. How can you? 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. So much going on in college football. Players announcing that they're playing another year in the sports. Guys are leaving for the NFL, transfer portal, recruiting. Guys uh, aren't haven't enrolled yet at certain schools. So much going on, it's crazy. We'll do our best to cover it all this hour right here on the ref. What up, ref army? Once again today, you're listening worldwide, not nationwide, worldwide. Once again today, we always appreciate that. Austin, Texas is tuned in. Chandler, Arizona is tuned in. Savannah, Georgia. Florence, Alabama. Negley, Ohio, and our small town of the day, Thomas, Oklahoma. Thomas Faye Custer, a I think 
I think Thomas is still consolidated, a consolidated high school. But Thomas, Oklahoma, has checked in today via the Ref app. KREF in the App Store. You can listen to us wherever you're at on the go. Um, before we get to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, I was looking on uh, 24-7 Sports today, seeing how they ranked 1-10 to 10 OU's uh, transfer portal players. See if you agree with this. Deshaun McCullough is OU's highest-rated portal transfer at a 93. Um, then you have Sears and Jacob Lacey, both at a 90. There's your two and three. Okay. Then you have Trace Ford, Andrell Anthony, and Austin Stogner, all at an 89. That's three, four, and five. Reggie Pearson is six at an 88. Rondrell Bothroyd is eight, an 84 at number eight. That surprised me a little bit. Caleb Schaefer, nine at an 82. And then the punter, Luke Elzinga, uh, 10th at uh, 75. Any of those too high, too they- low? It feels as though folks are criminally undervaluing Austin Stogner. Yeah. I think Austin Stogner is going to truly have a career year next year in this Oklahoma offense because I know I've said it before, and I know it sounds controversial to some, and I understand why. I think Austin Stogner, pound for pound, is a better overall tight end, at least as as far as a pass catcher is concerned, than Braden Willis. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Braden Willis because he's fantastic, and he was outstanding as a blocker. He was outstanding as an on-field leader. Uh, He was a catalyst for Oklahoma offensively this past year. But Austin Stogner has always had a higher ceiling than Braden Willis. And so I, I think Austin Stogner would be higher on that list for me, as would Reggie Pearson. I mean, we're talking about an all-Big 12 safety. Yeah, two-year starter at Tech. Um, well, and judging by his highlight reel that they posted after the OU game, he looks about a 94, one spot higher than uh, Deshaun McCullough. Kidding a little bit there, but I thought Rondell uh, Bolthroyd, I thought he'd be higher than 84. I didn't think that he would be a 90. I didn't think he'd be one of the top two or three rated players that OU's had via the portal, but I- I'm guessing I'm mostly just judging with his production. And with his production and some of the numbers he had, I, I, I thought it would be, you know, a little bit closer in the high 80s. Not that it really matters at the end of the day. If he's a good player, he'll be in the rotation next year and maybe even has a chance to start at a spot. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I think for the most part these are pretty accurate. But there's a couple, you know, two or three that you can say, yeah, this one might be, need to be a little bit higher. Yeah, with as many big-time schools as came after Rondell Bothroyd when he hit the transfer portal, it's kind of surprising that he's only sitting there at an 84. And that's a guy that I, I would expect will be in the mix to start for Oklahoma next year. Now, I'm not saying he does start because I think there are a lot of those battles that could go a lot of different directions. And to be honest, the only, the only guy that I'm truly locked in on as a starter on that defensive line next year is Ethan Downs. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Could go a million different directions. To the Air Comfort Solutions text line we go. Y'all see FSU hired Pat Sertan Sr. Remember CD gave his son the business in the 2018 Orange Bowl? Do y'all think that can help the recruiting even more in the Miami area and subsequent defensive backs as he played DB? Florida State, man, I, it's bizarre how quickly things have flipped it, man, at that university. You and I were making fun of them oh, last man. year, but rightfully so. They were, they were a disaster. But, that program was a disaster. Yeah. It didn't look like, like – I, I remember being surprised that Mike Norvell got a third year as head coach of that program. And I was not the only one. And it's not like it looked rosy at the start of the year. They lost three consecutive games this past season. 
And they should have lost their season opener against LSU. Yeah. They should have lost that football game. If they do, maybe that entire season goes differently. But convincing Jared Verse to come back for an additional year is monumental because he was going to be a first-round pick. Well, even like middle of the first round. Not like a – it didn't really even seem like it was a de- debatable first-round pick. No. He was going to be like somewhere in like the 15 range. I, I mean, all of those guys. I mean, and not just him, man. They had other players that had the chance to, to go to the NFL draft and make some cash. And, like, all those guys basically came back. I, I, I was saying it before the Cheez-It Bowl. I'm not telling you to pick them. I'm not even saying that I'm going to pick them. There will be people that pick Florida State to the college football playoff next year. There might even pick. There might even be people pick Florida State to make it to the national championship game. Again, I am not ready to do that just yet, but the FSU hype will be real. And next they're going to give Clemson a heck of a challenge for the ACC title. It's those two and everybody else in that conference right now. And hey, if I'm an OU fan, I am. I, I don't want Florida State to do big things. I don't want Florida and Miami to do big things. Um, you know, you just got an elite safety out of Tallahassee this year. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get players in the Tallahassee area, in the panhandle of Florida, in the state of Florida, period, if Mike Norvell and Florida State really on the doorstep of, of getting things going. So I'm always going to ro- uh, root against the Miami, or excuse me, the Florida schools, Parker, because OU's trying to get in the state of Florida. Three of the top 30 players this past year. Maybe the best job OU's ever done in the state of Florida in one recruiting class. It's going to be a little bit easier if the Florida schools continue to be down. Well, and, th- and this is the window, right? This is where you have to build those inroads. And you have to make your presence felt in the state of Florida. Because Miami went 5-7 and seven this past season. Florida finished the season at what? Did they go 6-7? and seven? Six and six and lost uh, the whole Florida, game. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they got destroyed by Oregon State in the Vegas Bowl. Six and, and yeah, seven. Florida State went ten and three, but I don't know that the narrative has completely flipped for the Seminoles yet. And so, while the three big in-state programs are going through their periods of peaks and valleys, and more 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 valleys than peaks, and while UCF is still waiting on Power Five membership. This is Oklahoma's chance to make a play into the Sunshine State in a big way and develop working relationships on the recruiting trail such that you're going to be able to come back to that state in the future. My apologies if this was already discussed, but does the Broden kid announcing on Twitter he is not committing today mean OU has backed off? Yes. Yeah. Look, and and I know that we've talked a lot about him. We even had fun of has OU ever had a six foot seven player before wide receiver? Well, wide receiver before maybe he's the tallest wide receiver OU's ever had. We're about to slow down the conversation significantly on Tyrone Broden just because it this is an OU decision, not a Tyrone Broden decision. Is what it seems like. Correct. OU got Andrew Anthony yesterday. It seems like he was a higher priority than Broden, and I think. OU's priority now at wide receiver is still not on Broden. It's probably to if Jaron Brandley is going to enter into the portal or not. And I would tend to agree with you. If Bradley does indeed enter the portal from Texas Tech, OU is the heavy favorite here. The very, 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 very heavy favorite. Yeah. And again, don't necessarily count on Bradley entering the transfer portal, but if he does, probably going to be OU.
So we'll see. And if it's not Jaron Bradley that OU fills that last wide receiver spot with, then you start looking at guys like perhaps a Bryson Green. Hear me out, says Brian in Tulsa. What have we all said about Texas? They can't develop kids, right? If you take a guy like Xavier Worthy and put him with the staff that preaches culture and put him with Jones, it may be a go-for-it situation. Not trying to stir anything up, just an opinion. Saying if you bring Xavier Worthy into where culture is present and development maybe is a little bit better here, then maybe you can turn a you know someone who's all about the drama into a really good football player. Perhaps. But, but is that a chance you're willing it, to take it, on exactly. just one kid? Exactly. It's the risk-reward factor. Uh, from the 806, I live in Amarillo. I'll make the short drive down to Lubbock to ask Bradley if he's getting in the portal. Yeah, I that. will serve my fellow Ref Army constituents. Um, Breaking. A&M Edge, Anthony Lucas, has committed to USC. Muleshoe and Alex Grinch get one of the former A&M uh, highly ranked players. Well, he was, yeah, he was one of their highest ranked recruits in their yeah, uh, historic class last he year, He can right? play some ball. Three years of eligibility left for Anthony Lucas. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good player. Will now, it matter, though? Is how <laughs> how is matter? Alex Grinch going to screw it up this time? Because he will screw it up. Why was Anthony a take, but Broden not a take? I mean, that comes down to the staff and their evaluation of the two players, yeah. I guess. I mean, that's, that's what it boils down to. It's evaluation. The staff liked Anthony better than Broden. Where is the football schedule? I don't know, but I'd like to see it at some point. Hopefully Please. by the end of the week all, it happens. All I want is that trip to Provo. Please just send us to Provo. I um, I want to cover a game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Here's, here's, Bucket list material. Here's my, here's my guess on the schedule, okay? And it's purely a guess. But we saw OU <laughs> in several games this year. You know, the officiating was questionable. Is that fair to say in many games this year? Yeah, I think it was. Um, Toby tweeted out the like plus-minus free throw percentage earlier today. OU was last by a wide margin, all right? Like, you get the point. Like, the Big 12 does not have a soft spot whatsoever for OU. I don't know why that's going to change with the schedule release. Parker, I fully expect whoever you think are going to be the two best teams, two best of the, of the four new teams in the conference next year, I'd, I'd bet that OU's going to be playing a road game at those two schools. If you think Cincinnati and BYU are going to be the two best teams coming into the league, well, then I bet OU's going to be at Cincinnati and at BYU next year. So if you want that game at BYU, well, I want that game at BYU, I would actually bet that that probably happens for OU next season. Bring it on, man. Uh, you know what? I will go to Cincinnati and choke down a bowl of Skyline Chili if it means I get to spend a weekend in Provo. Hey, guys, you might have already mentioned this, but can you expand on the importance slash awesomeness of the new wide receiver coach hire, John and Bixby? Yeah, we have discussed this, but for those that haven't heard it, um, recruiting, recruiting prowess, recruiting connections, um, not only in the Dallas area, but you pointed out the Kansas City area yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we saw this class, how important the Kansas City area is going to be with this staff. What's I mean, there were so many interesting things about this previous recruiting class, but I think one of the things we saw is what their approach is going to be. They're going to attack Kansas City, right? They're going to attack the state of Texas, as always. No doubt. And they're going to attack the southeast in the state of Florida. And they aren't scared of going to... Washington for an offensive lineman 
or to Pennsylvania to go get a linebacker. Like, they're going to have their certain hotbeds, but it doesn't feel like they're going to limit themselves in any area of the country. No, and you, you want to have a solid, consistent footprint regionally because, for instance, when you get a guy like Williams Nuaneri, the number one defensive lineman in the 2024 class, and he happens to go to a school where you already have major inroads with Caden Green and former Sooner Jamar Mosey, uh, relationships are going to pay off there. And so when you get a kid from your neck of the woods that is elite and that is the type of player that you can build a championship program around, you want it to be a pretty locked and loaded uh, open and shut courtship. Uh, let's see. When will OU get players like Lucas Allen type of player? Lucas Allen? Are you talking about Anthony Lucas? Is that who you meant? I'm guessing they meant Anthony Lucas. When are they going to start getting uh, edge players via the portal? Well, they just did. <laughs> they got they got a better one, Deshaun McCullough, I, I, I would argue. So that Anthony Lucas listed as an edge player, Deshaun McCullough listed as an edge player. Yeah, well, and here's what I will say. P.J. Adabare, greater than sign, Anthony Lucas. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's probably true. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I think we have Travis coming up on the other side. We do indeed. All right, we'll talk to Grill Boy coming up next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, and now Travis Davidson right here on The Ref. Travis will join me from 3 to 6 on The Rush this afternoon. By the way, in case you missed it, L.D. Washington, it is being reported he'll be the next wide receivers coach at Western Kentucky. So, does it look like he's going to be uh, back with OU next year? Travis, are you uh, fresh back from the beautiful city of Chicago, or are you uh, doing the show today from the Riverwalk out there? No, I uh, I am back, okay. and uh, I have not eaten since because uh, I'm still full. Well, you can eat a slice of deep dish and be full for four days. That's how that. I mean, I hit up. I threw it out on Twitter and said, "Hey, you know, where the must, uh, you know, the must do things there." And I think I hit every one of them. When <laughs> the Portillos were the hot dogs, I went to a couple different steak places. Obviously, uh, hit Pequods for some deep dish. I was I was all over the place. Does deep dish actually count as pizza, or is it in a category all by itself? It's well, almost, I mean, it's like a mix of John pizza Stewart, and lasagna. Yeah, if you ask John Stewart, it's a casserole. Um, you know, it's not really pizza, but he's he's got a pretty great uh, rant uh, about Chicago style pizza. But I'll tell you what, Pequod's that's uh, that's the spot right there. I, I when I go back to Chicago, I'm definitely going there again. Man, a lot's happened since you and I last did a show together. Jeez, was it uh, the night of the Cheez It Bowl? I think maybe the last. Yeah, you spent time. like you spent like two weeks in Colorado <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, oh, I I wish. Um, I, <laughs> I I wish, man. So, like, just kind of a broad question, but o- overall, how do you feel that OU has fared via the transfer portal so far? Man, I think uh, I think we've gone big game hunting, man. I, I I think that we've been very intentional. I think the staff's been very intentional. I should say. Um, I mean, Trace Ward's a big pickup. A lot of the players that I've talked to are really excited about that. Um, you know, not just players at OU, but players from OSU. Um, and then, obviously, McCullough. And just, I mean, everybody with Sears and, and Bothroyd and, and just really being intentional. I mean, take the situation with uh, uh, Broden, for example. I mean, everybody just sees 6'7", and they think, oh, man, can't wait to have him, can't wait to have him. 
OU is being selective. They're saying, well, not so fast, man. We're not just going to take you because you're interested. You know, we're interested, but we want to make sure that we are intentional with our pickups. And I think when you see something like that, Tyler, when you, when you see something like Broden kind of having, you know, the brakes pumped on him a little bit, it shows that OU's not just in the portal with uh, desperation. What do you think, Parker? As far as Broden? Yeah, just it, just far as overall, like OU's, and they're not done yet yeah, with mean, the like, portal, but the job they've done up to this point. It's been a pretty impressive haul, all things considered, and I think what helps make it impressive is you have a true capstone to this portal haul in Deshaun McCulley. You have one of those guys that legitimately everybody in the nation would have made room for. And so... Yeah, you got a bunch of small victories with guys like Trace Ford, whom he managed to steal away from USC, and Devon Sears, he beat out Penn State for. But getting to Sean McCullough, I think, is huge for the perception of this portal class at Oklahoma because it gives you one of those guys that you can legit hang your hat on. Uh, Travis, reaction to the Emmett Jones hire? Thoughts? I mean, I love it. Uh, you know, I've. Uh, what's funny is I talked with – um, old, old Rob Jennings, and he was ecstatic about the hire because, uh, Parker, I know you followed his recruitment, uh, you know, closer than most. Uh, I talked to Rob. He said, look, this guy almost had me going to Kansas. <laughs> I mean, he's like, that's how good this guy is. He's like, him and going to Kansas. What's wild is when you kind of look at the – if you're looking to who OU's going to hire, look at Robert Spears Jennings recruiting, and you'll pretty much find it. He's like, man, Matt Wells, Jeff Lebby. And uh, Emmett Jones, they all recruited me to three different schools, and they all end up coming to OU. So I'm like, there's something up here. Yeah, that worked out. That worked out for RSJ uh, quite yeah. nicely, I would say. Exactly. Very, very nicely, for sure. Exactly. But, no, love the hire. Love the hire. I think it's going to be great. Um, obviously, um, all the right people are impressed by the hire. And when I say right people, I'm not just saying certain wide receivers. I'm saying if you talk to people that are tied in with Dallas and kind of just the DFW area recruiting – uh, and those relationships, all of those people are the ones that are calling this a home run hire. So that's something you lost with Kale, obviously, and that's something that you need to repair, and I think this is a great step in that direction. Uh, some national news here. Uh, John Paul Richardson, he's going from Oklahoma State to TCU. Zach Calzada, Auburn to Incarnate Word. Did, it, it was Calzada, is he the guy that Incarnate beat? Incarnate Word? Did he beat Alabama? Yeah, two he years beat ago. Alabama. So he goes from beating Alabama to, to not starting at Auburn word. <laughs> to incarnate word. Life comes at you fast, doesn't it? Cam McCormick. Hey, that's, that, that's where Ricky Williams uh, coached running backs there for a little while. He turned down a position on Mac Brown's staff to um, – to coach running backs and instead took the running back job at Incarnate Word. Cam McCormick is leaving Oregon, about to play his eighth year of college football. Unbelievable. And he's got a ninth year if he wants it. Oh, my gosh. Texas, uh, I guess they got their 2024 quarterback today, Trey Owens. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. I, I'm intrigued by that because he's not the – He's not the big-name guy that you figured Texas is going to start taking a swing at in every single cycle now that they have Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning uh, as feathers in their caps for Steve Sarkeesian. But, uh, yeah, I've gotten the chance to see Trey Owens uh, quite a bit out on the trail and at various camps and stuff over the course of the last couple of years. Good thrower, good size, uh, good pickup, I think, for Texas because he's also the type of guy, that because he's only a high three-star right now, uh, I don't feel like anybody's going to be all that phased if he doesn't turn out to be a superstar. Guess who's back? 
back again. Oh boy. Spencer Rattler's coming back. Yeah. Gone are all his friends because uh, they've all left via the transfer portal. So uh, hopefully Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer can have a successful 2023. I'm sure they will, Travis. They've just got a. They've got to. Uh, they got a lot of uh, spots to fill on that team. They were kind of decimated by the portal. It feels like. Yeah, they were, but for, I mean, here's the way I look at it, guys. Is I look at it as everybody picked South Carolina when when Beamer first got there to me, no good, right? last in their division, this, that, and the other. Okay, well, then they were good. And then, and, and I say good, they were they overachieved, if you will. And then last year, they overachieved again. So all those players that were on a team that were picked to, you know, finish last in their division, all those guys are the ones that are leaving. And now the, you know, the narrative is, oh, well, all their talent's leaving. Well, these are all the same guys that were on the team you said was going to be no good. So... I think Beamer just has another opportunity to prove people wrong. And what I'm hoping happens is that Phil asks another dumb question in a <laughs> yeah. press conference and, and we get unhinged Beamer press conference. Come on, Phil. Because, because those are awesome. Uh, it's amazing. No, it is. Shane, it, Shane Beamer is he's top five press conference coach for me. He, he's, he's, he's great. He's great. Um, wild story coming out of both Boulder and Tempe, Arizona. I, I guess, Travis, that Dion leaked uh, before the national championship game on Monday that it was being considered for Colorado and Arizona State to play a Week 0 game, which makes a lot of sense, right? You put that game Week 0 with all the attention there is for Dion, like, that makes a whole lot of sense in Arizona State's new staff. I guess it comes out today that that plan is no more, and maybe it's because that Dion spoiled the plans initially. That's weird. Yeah, it's and, – and what's funny is, you know, on Twitter you've got all the – the Dion uh, bros, if you will, uh, you know, like Baker bros, Dion's got his, his uh, you know, loyalists, and they're saying, well, I mean, you know, Dion, Dion didn't cause this. Him, him talking about it didn't cause him. Well, Tyler, you can't ignore the timing. You really can't. On national television, it gets leaked to Kirk Herbstreet, and then they nix all the plans. I mean, it is what it is, but, yeah, it's perfect. I mean – the the most attention I think of all the national stories, um, you know that are off season type stories. Deion Sanders has got to be at the top, and you have an opportunity to open Week Zero with him. Absolutely, you yeah. do that. So I, it's I unfortunate would be, uh, that it looks like we're not going to see that. Now. I was I was all excited about Nebraska Northwestern guys. I think we all were seeing Co- Deion in Colorado in Game One against Arizona State Pac twelve game. I would have been all about that one. I would have been all yeah. about it, but. Yeah. Not going to happen, I guess. 405-651-3439. We'll run down the uh, national coaching scuttlebutt coming up next. Is Bama going to be replacing an an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator? Georgia going to be looking for a new OC soon? What's going on with Jim Harbaugh? All that and more coming up next right here on The Ref. Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune. Travis Davidson joining us today. 405-651-3439. Brian in Tulsa says, has Jaden Rashada enrolled yet, LOL? No. No, he has not. not. That that is a fiasco, Tyler. Like, when we got off the air 24 hours ago, it was already a fiasco. Now it's a fiasco of epic performance. Woo, boy. Hey, what's the big... uh, 
national coaching scuttlebutt? Is it still Jim Harbaugh in that two-hour interview he had with the Broncos? Is it Bama about to make some staff changes? Maybe George is about to look for their next OC? It feels like the, some things that's, could be moving that, here quickly. Look, it's, it's definitely mule shoe to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. <laughs> I said it on Monday, Travis. There's 80% of Parker that's joking, but about 20% that's like, eh, I wouldn't be all that shocked if it were to happen. Yeah, you gotta. The more time you spend around him, the more you are, you know, the the more you can kind of dissect, you know, Parker's. It's not just, uh, you know, Parker's balls or his little smile on the podcast or anything like that. You know, you really gotta, you know, dig in and, and find out what he's talking about. But it's interesting, yeah, the Rashada stuff, the coaching. I mean, obviously, the anything that affects Oklahoma is going to be at the top of everybody's mind. What does Bama do? An offensive coordinator is that a levy situation who knows but yeah it's interesting to watch i'll tell you what it's a lot more fun this year than it was last year hey you know you want to know something tyler yes i do I'd remember how i said yesterday watch cal in colorado for Jaden rashada if this whole thing with florida falls apart uh-huh how about this text i got probably a half an hour ago the pony express has entered the chat Woo! Boy, let's go. Let's hey, let's get all the drama here. I don't feel bad for Florida. Screw Florida. Napier's gone if that happens. <laughs> uh, this text says, I think they're talking about Danny Okoye. Just got an Ohio State offer. Is he actively being recruited by the staff since his offer? Uh, yes, he just. Uh, here's the thing. He comes from a pro poke family, and still has not visited Oklahoma. Not once. He's got an offer, though. Yeah, he's, he's got he's, an offer. He's got a great offer is, list. Is being recruited actively, but he might be the first kid in the history of OK Preps, the first blue chip at least, that goes his entire recruitment without even visiting Oklahoma. Wow. Like, that's that's a possibility. All right, the rush is coming up next. Travis Davidson and myself, we got you for the next three hours. More portal, more Cruton, more OU football, and yes, unfortunately, the heartbreak that was last night in Lawrence, Kansas. More to come next.